you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, Tanner girl, go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. What is up? Welcome to another edition of the NFL Fantasy Football Show. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Grant, still fully vaccinated, still dodging variants like Neo in the Matrix. As always, we are joined by producer Justin and the specialist on the other side of the glass there. Say everybody wave. I mean, nobody can see you, but I know you're waving, and that counts for something for me. Uh, cast of dozens uh, that help us put on this show, and of course, joined by Michael F. Florio to my left. Uh, we're up to week seven already, which seems like it's kind of flown by so far. Yeah, it feels fast, right? right? Like, week one takes forever to get here, and then it's just <laughs> like, I, I think it's like, you always say, like, the first ten weeks, like, they just fly by, mm-hmm. and it's... Yeah, like every week I'm like, wow, I can't believe it's week this already. Right. And like, here we are in week seven. Here we are in week seven, which uh, I don't know if you've heard, it's the biggest season ever. And uh, so that means we still are, we're only just about a third of the way through the whole NFL regular season. Uh, A little bit shorter for the fantasy regular season. So it's getting big for a lot of folks. Uh, It's it's time to make a move, I think, in some leagues if you are not playing particularly well. Uh, We got a lot to talk about. Of course, we have our big questions for Week 7. We'll do a preview of every game on the 
Thursday and Sunday slates. And, of course, we've got some sleepers for you coming up at the end of the show. But let's get started with some fantasy headlines, if we will. A big one that came down just this morning, just before we sat down for this show. Baker Mayfield is not playing against the Denver Broncos tonight. Now, earlier in the week, he had said that it was going to be his decision to play as he's dealing with an injured, non-throwing shoulder. But uh, apparently, uh, head coach Steph, Kevin Stefanski and maybe somebody else in the Cleveland building said, ah, not so fast, my friend. <laughs> we still get some say in this. So, uh, no Baker. Case Keenum is making the start. I guess the first question is, we're not starting Case Keenum anywhere, are we? No, I uh, I had to update the rankings this morning <laughs> when this came out that Baker Mayfield was lying to us all week. Um, <laughs> and I made Case Keenum the lowest of all these starting quarterbacks this week like, yeah he's ahead of like Trey Lance who maybe he'll get some time in there who knows maybe. but like that's about it yeah uh so no case Keenum but I guess the bigger more important question is does this change how you feel about any of the pass catchers uh you know Jarvis Lane or not Jarvis uh, Odell Beckham Jr uh you know David Njoku Donovan Peoples-Jones uh better worse about the same than you did before uh, a little worse like the tight ends, I still I have them ranked pretty low because you just never know which one is going to get the volume each week. But I had Odell Beckham Jr. ranked as a wide receiver two this week inside my top 24. I've now lowered him into wide receiver three territory. And I had Donovan Peoples-Jones. He was like a top 40 wide receiver for me. He's now just outside of that. I still think he is a flex option just because of all the injuries and buys that we're dealing with this week. But uh, in the meantime, like... Is Case Keenum, can we really trust him to, the thing that we liked about Peoples-Jones was his downfield ability. Can we expect Case Keenum to take advantage of that? I'm not so sure. I don't really love the idea of any of them right now with Case Keenum, you know, suddenly thrown into the starting role hours before kickoff. Now, look, maybe he had a clue that this could happen, but still, you're talking about just kind of putting him in against the Broncos defense that isn't really bad. Um and I know Von Miller said he's looking forward to getting after the quarterback tonight. <laughs> so good luck, Case Keenum. You have fun with that. Uh, but yeah, I I get it. And I so let me just let me just start this show by saying I feel like a lot of the things we're going to say on this show today are going to be prefaced by you probably don't have a choice because you have X number of players on by. Uh, but if you have a choice, I don't know that I love any of the Browns wide what, receivers tonight. What about their running backs? Because I boosted both of them up with the move because I think they're just going to naturally give the ball more to those two players. I think so. I, I think I think even with Baker being there and not being healthy, um, I think you're going to see them r- lean on their running backs a little bit. Um, I know that you know when I put in waiver claims last night, I put in a lot of claims for Demetric Felton and Dearness Johnson. Um, and I think you're going to see both those guys get a lot of work with Hunt and Nick Chubb out. Uh, I have a feeling it's going to be a very low-scoring game, though, tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of lot of defense in this one. This is, I mean, a Broncos defense that has not allowed a lot of points to quarterbacks or receivers already. Uh, I have Dearness Johnson a little bit higher than Felton in my rankings. I think Johnson is like the Nick Chubb of this offense now, and Felton will be like the Kareem Hunt, the pass-catching pass specialist. But if the Browns are trailing, he could easily get like five-plus targets in this game. Right. By the way, I so said tonight, I mean tomorrow night, uh, my head is... I know what you meant. Right, exactly. My, my head's <laughs> sort of all over the place. It's actually over in Chavez Ravine right now. It's kind of where it is at the moment. Uh, all right, <laughs> other news. Jimmy Garoppolo is back at practice for the San Francisco 49ers. They are off of their bye. They've got the Indianapolis Colts this week. Trey Lance still dealing with a bit of a knee injury, uh, so not sure 
how that's going to play out. It looks like Garoppolo is going to get the start for the 49ers this week. Uh, what is your appetite for maybe starting him, let's say, a, a 2QB league against the Colts this week? In a 2QB league, I think he's 100% in play just because there's not a lot of quarterbacks a lot out, out there. there. And, and again, we're going to keep saying it, but like, who would you be? You, you know, you'd have to have two studs, I think, to be sitting Jimmy G this week. I have him ranked currently as my QB 19, um, but I'm tinkering with the idea of raising him a bit. Like, I have him just behind... Taylor Heineke, Carson Wentz, Derek Carr, Jameis. Uh, so I, I'm considering moving him up. I definitely will not be moving him back, though, because the names behind him are like Fields, Mac Jones, Geno Smith. Like, I wouldn't start those players over him, I don't think. But I'm considering moving him ahead of maybe like Heineke at the very least. Yeah, I'd say Heineke, I would definitely think about moving him ahead of. I think those other names you mentioned, I might start over Garoppolo at this point. Um we're still sort of waiting on Trey Lance, and I know his his start that he had against the Cardinals was not particularly good. Um, he's still at least he's still at least worth holding though at this point, right? Yeah, like especially if you're in a two quarterback format. Like I I have a super flex league right now, Marcus, where my two quarterbacks are Josh Allen and Justin Herbert, and my backup option <laughs> is Lance. I'm still holding on to Lance there right now. I don't have a, another quarterback. I'm trying to make a trade. If I don't. Kendall Hinton might be my starting oh. quarterback this week because there's no other options. I mean, look, man. It, well, it didn't really work out for the Broncos either last <laughs> year starting Kendall Hinton. But maybe it'll be better for you. Who knows? Um, last bit of news. Dawson Knox, who has uh, brought some joy into our tight end fantasy lives. Uh, he has a broken bone in his hand. Uh, he suffered it during the game on Monday night against the Titans. Uh, I think he actually threw that two-point conversion pass with a broken hand. Apparently so. It kind of looked like it. It kind of looked like it, the way he threw it. It got like, there. Like, when he threw it, the announcers were like, oh, well, he was a former a quarterback in high school. And I was like, and that's how he throws? <laughs> like, I expected a lot better. So maybe it's because he had a broken bone in his hand. So uh, <laughs> the good news for the Bills is that they are on a bye this week. So that does give him a little bit extra time to try and get healthy. Uh, if you are looking for tight ends, say, in week eight, um, do you pivot to Tommy Sweeney? Do you go somewhere else? I, I think you go somewhere else. Dawson Knox <laughs> did have surgery in his hand, so they're hoping that he doesn't miss too much time. But I think week eight is in question for him. But I expected the Bills to run a lot of four wide receiver sets this year, and they have. It's them and the Cardinals that are running the most. But Gabriel Davis isn't hasn't been a thing, one, because Emmanuel Sanders never ages, and two, <laughs> because... Da uh, Dawson Knox emerged, and now with him out, if he is out next week, I think we'll see more Gabriel Davis involved than we will Tommy Sweeney. Uh, Sweeney, I think you'd be hoping for a touchdown, and I don't really love his chances. Uh, yeah, I feel, feel sort of the same way. Yeah, Emmanuel Sanders has been a nice revelation this year. When I didn't I didn't know what to expect. I didn't expect much, but uh, he's been really, really good uh, for the Bills this year. So if you haven't heard... Week 7 is by Mageddon. By Mageddon 2021, uh, six teams are on a bye. Now, is it, not only is it the volume of teams, it is the teams themselves. You got the Bills, Cowboys, Jaguars, Chargers, Vikings, and Steelers. So let's look at some of the guys who are going to be missing. I mean, at quarterback, you got no Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, Justin Herbert, Kirk Cousins. Your, your notable running backs that are missing, Ezekiel Elliott. James Robinson, Austin Eckler, Dalvin Cook, Najee Harris. 
Uh, at wide receiver, you got Stefan Diggs, one of the guys missing. I guess I could throw Emmanuel Sanders in there, too. Uh, Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Deontay Johnson. There's Emmanuel Sanders, as I mentioned. Uh, it's just a bloodbath at wide receiver yeah. <laughs> this week. Uh, and at tight end, we got Dawson Knox and Dalton Schultz. Whew. It is brutal. <laughs> um, so it, it kind of brought up a, a question for me. And I actually got a tweet uh, a couple days ago where somebody sent me their lineup. And it just was a whole lot of like either out because of injury or on a bye uh, to the point that it looked like it was going to be tough for them to field a roster. In fact, here it is. So they've got Justin Herbert on a bye, CeeDee Lamb on a bye, Mike Williams on a bye, Austin Eckler on a bye, Najee Harris, Dawson Knox, James Robinson on a bye. They have Dak Prescott as their other quarterback. So literally their whole starting lineup is on a bye this week. If you found yourself in a situation like that, how would you handle that? I would take the L this week. Yeah. Like, because the thing is, you're not playing fantasy football to win in week seven. I understand it's going to suck having to watch your team give you, like, 50 points this week, (laughs) and and you're going to lose, and it's not going to be fun. But I would rather that and have that lineup the rest of the way. That's also a way you could look at it. Like, not only do you want to have these good players on your roster come the end of the year, but you get all your buys out of the way. It's pretty much a bye week for you. Right. Go out and enjoy your Sunday. You don't have to – obviously, you're going to watch football. But you don't have to be watching your live scoring and your fantasy team and stuff. And then the rest of the way, while everyone else is still dealing with buys, there's buys up until week 14 this year. Yes. You do not have to worry about it. So I, I would just sit tight with those players that you have. I wouldn't be trying to make a trade because no one is going to give you full value being like, hey, I now have to sit all of these players this week for me. <laughs> right. The only way I would – change that stance is if I'm sitting at like two and five or or something like that and and I'm desperate for a win then I don't think you could just take a loss this week but if you're like three and three or better it's okay it's just one week I think you you hold on to those players yeah I think I think that's the best way to handle it because you know you're talking about if you're if you're trying to play waivers then you know obviously that means you're you're letting go of somebody really good that you don't want to put back on the waiver wire uh if you're trading it really is just sort of a a one-week fix kind of thing uh, you know, that roster in particular is just loaded from top to bottom. Yeah. So you just sort of sit tight and you take the L this week and uh, and you don't worry about it. And I know, you know, I, I heard from people who were like, well, that just means you drafted poorly. And I'm like, nah, I don't know. I feel like I don't really worry about bye weeks when I'm drafting. I just want to get good players. Especially if the bye week is is, you know, like week seven, it's two months since you drafted. So much could <laughs> right. change in that span. Those players could get hurt. You could make moves. Who knows? So I, I'm just like you. Like, I I think in, like, a super flex league, maybe you could look at, like, your second quarterback's buy so it's not the same as the first. But even so, like, I ha- I just said I have Allen and Herbert. I don't regret having those two at all. <laughs> <Right>. it'll, <laughs> it'll stink this week, but it'll be fine after that. Yeah, so, I mean, look, if, if you found yourself in that situation um, – just, just, just take the L. Just take a Nevis for this week, uh, and and you know let it ride, and you'll come back strong next week. And like Florio said, you're done with buys at that point, uh, at least for all your key players, and then you can just roll through to the rest of the the regular season. All right, time for three big questions we've got heading into week seven to help you hopefully not mess up your lineup. Although, look, it's by Mageddon, so uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a struggle for everybody. Just believe that. I uh, want to start with some wide receivers who have let us down so far this season. Um, of these three guys, 
Who is more droppable, Allen Robinson, Robbie Anderson, or Odell Beckham Jr.? Uh, it's funny because you picked three receivers that I just can't seem to quit. Um, <laughs> but of the three, I would say Robbie Anderson, which is funny because in my waiver wire article this week, I included Robbie Anderson and said when people drop him, pick him back up uh, because he's so, he's been averaging like 10 targets per game over the last three. But I still think of the three, he is the most droppable because for one, I do not think he's ever going to be the top target on his team. I think that role goes to DJ Moore, where the other two, I think, will be the top targets there. Um, Allen Robinson, I know he has been brutal. Like, he doesn't have 11 fantasy points in a game this year. It has been tough. But I still think his upside is the highest of the three, especially as Justin Fields. He looked better last week than he has any game so far this year. As he starts to get more comfortable, hopefully Allen Robinson could rebound on the back half of the season to make up for this slow start. And Odell, he still flashes so much potential at time <laughs> that I just can never seem to quit him. I do think at this point right now, you could value Odell more as like a wide receiver three than anything else, but... I still think uh, the upside that he possesses is enough for me to hold on to him here. So I, I'm leaning with Odell on this one, and I think for me this sort of goes back to the way I felt about him in the preseason, where I was pretty hands-off because I just didn't know what to expect. I, I felt like there were going to be a lot of highs and lows, and I guess in some ways you, you've had that, right? He, he First game was in week three. He got five for 77. Uh, then week six, he had five for 79. In between that, he had a couple of 20-yard games. And I just, for me, it just feels like the, the targets are so inconsistent from week to week on a team, especially that when healthy, they want to run the football. So much of that offense runs through Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Um, you, you've got the inconsistency of Baker Mayfield when he's healthy at quarterback. Uh, but I think all three of these guys, like it's, all three of them are super frustrating, and and deep down you you really feel like maybe you should let them go, but there's something about all of them where you're yeah. like I can't I can't quite hit the drop button yet. Yeah, exactly, and that's why like if I have any of them like so last week in in a league I wanted to bench Allen Robinson, but I was gonna have to drop. Um, in order for me to update my lineup, I was going to have to drop like Jamison Crowder. And I was like, you know what? I'll give Allen Robinson <laughs> one more week before I have to make a move. And it, it ended up costing me the week because he, he struggled mightily and the guy I was going to get in over him played well. But I still like I, I'm at the point now where I'm benching him and I, I'm cool benching any of these three if you have better options. But I just the upside that they possess. Maybe it's me just looking at them with rose colored goggles on. But like. I, I just can't seem to quit them for some reason. No, I think they have too much upside. I don't. I don't think you're wrong, but it's just like you know. Like I was going through and looking at right now. Allen Robinson is the wide receiver fifty-four. Ooh. Uh, Robbie Anderson is sixty-two. Um, and where is Odell? He's I think even further down the list, if I'm not mistaken. He is seventy-eight. I mean, that's that's unbelievable. Yeah, and, and it's it's funny because they're all struggling in their own way. Like, Anderson is struggling with, with drop. Like, the volume has been there the last three weeks. He just hasn't done anything with it. Odell has gotten open at times, like downfield for open what could be touchdowns, and Baker has missed him. And then Allen Robinson. I mean, it's just going wrong on all fronts. So, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, it's all a little different for each of them, but I still, like, these are all three receivers that we were drafting well inside the top 30. Absolutely. Um, it just, it's been awful for yeah. three of those guys, all of them. Uh, all right, let's 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 go the other way, though. Which underperforming running back is most likely to step things up for the back part of the season uh, between Josh Jacobs, Clyde Edward-Dallaire, and Mike Davis? 
I, I think Mike Davis is the easy out He's here. He's the like, easy out for me. Like, Cord- <laughs> Cordero Patterson is better. Um, I, for me, it's still Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and so much of that is because of the pieces around him. Like He's on one of the best offenses in football with Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Um, my biggest concern with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, besides the injury, is like Daryl Williams stepped up last week. He had more carries than CH has in a game this year and more targets. And that is the concerning part to me because we always talk up CEH as a great receiving back. Imagine what he could do catching passes there. He doesn't have more than three targets in a game this year. Daryl Williams in his first start gets four and 21 carries. (laughs) And my concern with that, Marcus, is like, is it time to have a discussion? Like, is Daryl Williams the better of the two running backs in Kansas City? He might be. Uh, At least, or at least we should have the discussion of... Is CEH overrated? Did we get too excited so. about him? Uh, because, look, last year, you know, he was okay. And, like, I keep saying he was a victim of our expectations. This year the expectations were lowered. Yeah. Uh, and he's still struggling to meet them. So maybe it's not us. Maybe it's him. He he did have an ankle injury in the preseason, and he's banged up now. So maybe he just hasn't been healthy. But, yeah, I think a lot of it is on us. And I also think a lot of it was that, like, we kind of got fooled because – he played on basically the Kansas City Chiefs version of college, in college football, like with with that Joe Burrow LSU team that had Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase and and more around him. Like so, I, I think because of all the pieces around him in college as well, it probably made propped him up a little bit as well. Probably did. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick just or uh, Josh Jacobs here for this one, and mostly because of just he's still getting so many snaps and so many touches in that offense. I, you know, I know I earlier in the week. Uh, on Fantasy Live, I, I talked about uh, Kenyon Drake and the fact that you know he had a couple of touchdowns and looked like they were using him more. In reality, he only had six touches in that game, which oh, wow. which was more than he'd had recently. Yeah, but still not really <laughs> a lot. And so you know, maybe with Greg Olson calling plays now, maybe we see more Kenyon Drake. But I still think when it comes to the running game, it's a lot of Josh Jacobs here. Um, you know, I I wish they would throw him the ball more. Maybe they do now. Maybe they actually involve him in the passing game more. Uh, because John Gruden's not calling the plays. I don't know. But I, I still think there's a path for him to uh, kind of be something close to a workhorse and get those opportunities. Um, maybe even score a couple touchdowns. That'd be nice. Yeah, if they, if they stopped giving them all to Kenyon Drake. Apparently, right. Like apparently that. Kenyon Drake's like the touchdown machine now. Who do, knew? Do you think we could trust Kenyon Drake at all? Because I, I still don't feel good about it. I don't feel good about starting him, but I think what I saw last week is like, look, if I, if I have him, I'm going to hold him. And if I'm in a deep league and he's available, maybe I, I stash him just to see if he's starting to get more work. Yeah, if the new play caller is yeah. starting to actually, you know, the guy they gave $12 million to, maybe get him the ball. Maybe get him the ball. I don't know. <laughs> it's a crazy idea. Uh, all right, last one. Who is the better bye week quarterback option between Matt Ryan or Carson Wentz? So I said Carson Wentz. I, I think if you are solely playing for week seven, you could go with Matt Ryan. I like his matchup a little bit more. But Carson Wentz has been playing good football, I think better than he gets credit for. He has one game this season with less than 17 fantasy points. I think his floor is a little bit safer, Why I think Matt Ryan has the higher ceiling. And the reason why I like Carson Wentz is this week isn't the best matchup against the Niners, but... After that, the Colts schedule really opens up. So I think Carson Wentz is going to be one of those guys that, like, one week you'll use him as your bye week replacement. Then I'll use him the next <laughs> week. But, like, if you have a, a your quarterback on bye in, like, a couple of weeks, it's a good move to get ahead of that and grab Carson Wentz right now, I think. I, I think I think you, you kind of nailed it, though, where Carson Wentz, I think, has the, 
longer-term outlook that you want. Um, he's been the perfect QB2 this year, too. If you have him in, like, a, a super flex league or something, uh, because that, that very steady 17-point floor pretty much most weeks, uh, that's kind of all you want out of your second quarterback. And I think this week, uh, one, I think the Niners have actually been a lot softer than I think we anticipated, so I think there's some moves there. But I do think if it's for this week, I like Matt Ryan. Um, look, the last couple of weeks, the last couple of games for Matt Ryan – He's gotten you over 20 points. Now, admittedly, they were against some bad defenses. He beat the, the Washington football team, and he beat the Jets. But the Dolphins haven't been very good this year defensively. So this could be another good game for Matt Ryan. He's he's kind of turned into a matchup-based guy, but eh, seems like a pretty good matchup. My, one of my pet peeves, though, is when like like people – because like the other day I was excited about Tua playing well, and people are like, oh, well, it was a good matchup. And I'm like – well, would you would you be happy if he played bad in a good matchup? Like, this is what a quarterback is supposed to do. Go out and take advantage of these bad defenses that they get to play. So Matt Ryan has shown us he's capable of doing that, and the Dolphins' defense is far from what we expected. Yeah. So I, I like him a lot. I think this is the week Calvin Ridley uh, gets going. This is the big well. Calvin Ridley week? I think so. Hey, look, we had the big Kyle Pitts week uh, just before the bye, so now we get Calvin Ridley going, and, uh, and everything's going to be good again in Atlanta. Time for a break, but afterwards, we've got some game previews coming up next on the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or, like, put a sign in your yard, but... All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. But let's say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Fuma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the Natural Hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Uh, that gets us to the starts of our game previews for week seven. We'll get it kicked off with Thursday night football. We talked at the top of the show about Baker Mayfield uh, not being available because of the shoulder injury. This is a game where there's just injuries all over the place uh, yeah. on both sides. So with that in mind, um, who can we maybe rely on this week? I think you could start Dearness Johnson, and he's a name that was on a lot of waiver wires. I, I got lucky in a league. I picked him up out of desperation last week, and now I'm, I'm starting him not even thinking about it. Like, he's inside my top 20 running backs. Much of that is because of all the backs that are hurt or on by this week. But you're going to be desperate for a starting running back, and I think Johnson is someone who could give you, like, 15-plus touches this week. I don't think Felton is built for that because Felton's next carry in the NFL will be his first. He's been (laughs) used in the passing, at least this season. He's been used a lot in the passing game. Former receiver, that's why I think he is, like, the Kareem Hunt, where I think – Johnson is the new Nick Chubb there. I think Johnson is an RB2, and I have Felton as a flex option. But both are guys that I think you could grab off the waiver wire and plug into your starting lineup in Week 7. I do think it's pretty savvy of the Browns, though, to have sort of a backup tandem <laughs> like, their, like their starting tandem, right? I mean, you've got Felton that slides into the, the uh, Hunt role. You've got Johnson who slides into the Chubb role. Um, obviously, I, I wouldn't expect the same level of production, but you at least have an idea of what their usage potentially could be. So I think that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, again, I, I don't expect a lot of points in uh, Broncos-Browns on Thursday night football. Start the defenses. Start the defenses. <laughs> especially, I think especially start the Broncos defense now that we know that it's Case Keenum uh, getting the start in that one. So... I've mentioned it before. I'm going to mention it again. We are on the TikTok. Come check us out at NFL Fantasy. Uh, we're doing fun and entertaining and hopefully informative stuff there. You can follow us at NFL Fantasy. You can follow me at uh, Marcus Grant if you like. And uh, I think you are you're settling and you're, you're circling a potential name now, right? Yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna make it. I I, I guess Actually, I'll, don't, don't I was just it. gonna say I'll say it next week right, after like, I don't, change it. Don't say it yet because of what happened the last time uh, we did that. By the way, if you guys want to know what happens during the breaks here, um, we were we were googling Jets <laughs> tight ends. And uh, looking through some of the great, I say great in air quotes, great tight ends in Jets history. It's um, 
It's pretty bleak. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I told you I pulled up a site that had the 10 best all time and Austin Safarian Jenkins were in there. And I was like, yeah. that's where I have to close it. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's uh, it's pretty. In fact, if you want to know what started it, uh, Ian Harditz, uh, our friend and, and friend of the show, was uh, tweeting about the fact that Chris Herndon, former Jet tight end, has one touchdown catch this year. All Jets tight end combined have uh, zero. I really thought once he left the Jets, he was going to be back to being uh, fantasy relevant. It hasn't happened. Hasn't happened. But he's still outperforming the Jets guys, so I that's mean, all that matters. I mean, the, Jets have, <laughs> the Jets have consistently punted on the tight end position pretty much my entire life. Um, so that you would, part. You would think it like – at least at one point they would do what every New York team does and, like, sign a star well, well past their prime. But, like, they haven't even done that. I mean, you would think just by accident you would just yeah. fall into a guy who's productive. But nope. No, even the Cardinals now have Zachary. Because the Cardinals have been the other team that don't really ever have a tight end. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Max Williams is playing well, and now they have Zach Ertz. Like, even the Cardinals have fallen into it. Like, the Jets should just sign, like, Jimmy Graham after this year or something and be like, look, we have a good tight end. <laughs> oh, Jimmy Graham. Uh, All right, let's get back into our game previews, though. Uh, A team with a very good tight end, the Kansas City Chiefs. They are on the road taking on the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Titans fresh off that uh, big, big win at home against the Buffalo Bills. But with all that being said, and even though they're playing the Chiefs, I'm going to tell you, you might want to not play Ryan Tannehill this week. And And for me, it's not even about Tannehill, and it's definitely not about the Chiefs' defense. It's more about how the offense has sort of worked around him this year. I mean, I still don't believe he has a game with multiple touchdown passes. Uh, it just it just has not been great. Part of it uh, is that, you know, actually, I take that back. He has one game. He, he threw three touchdown passes against the Colts uh, in week three. Every other game, though, just one or fewer touchdown passes for him, which is a surprise, right? They have A.J. Brown. They go get Julio Jones. Then the problem is neither one of those guys can stay healthy. Julio still has a, a hamstring injury, so we'll see if, what his availability is uh, for this week's game. Uh, it just has not been great. Fortunately for the Titans, they have a dude named Derrick Henry who is helping keep them afloat right now. Um, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. But Ryan Tannehill has just been super – I don't even say mad. I feel he's been like less than mad. He's not even quite rising to the level of oatmeal this year the way he's played. And, and the thing is, like coming into this season – and he made 26 starts for the Titans and threw multiple passing touchdowns in 20 of them. So, like, we – I thought for sure he was a very safe floor quarterback. Then you bring in Julio Jones now. Like, come on. It's been a disappointment for that entire pass game. I know A.J. Brown had the big second half the other day, but still, that whole passing game. And it's because Derrick Henry. Like, Derrick Henry, like you said, he's on pace to break the carries record, the yards record. Like, you pick a record, he's probably on pace to beat it. And I was talking with uh, producer Justin before the show, like, throughout that Monday night game, there was multiple players in the Bills secondary that were just like, come on. I I don't want to tackle this guy in an open field. And I understand why the Titans just keep feeding him the ball. Like, I don't love it for fantasy, but for real-life purposes, I completely get it. Absolutely. Um, I mean, look. The, the crazy idea of getting Derrick Henry out in space where he can, like, run over smaller smaller tacklers. It's wild. I mean, like, Micah Hyde. Poor Micah Hyde, man. There was one play where he was just like, ah, oh, it has to be me. And, like, he went for the legs. And I was just like, imagine if that was, like, your job. Like, you're standing yeah. there and Derrick uh, Henry is running full speedy. I would run off the field. I'd rather try to tackle a Volkswagen. Um, to be honest <laughs> with you. And it's funny, too, because I think someone tweeted that nobody wanted to be the next uh, Josh Norman. Nobody wanted to get stiff-armed into, like, eternity. 
Uh, they like, showed that highlight like 12 <laughs> times. Like, even the announcers were like, we're, we're sorry, Josh Norman, if you're watching. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Bears at Buccaneers. Um, I, we're still waiting for something from the Bears offense. The Bucks are just rolling along. Yeah. Uh, the Bears offense, not so much. Uh, where, where are we going here? This game felt a little, like, tough to pick one because it's like you're probably sitting on your Bears, and I know you know to start all of your Bucks, but one that I wanted to highlight was Antonio Brown because I think he is a must-start option, not this week, just moving forward. Like, I think uh, the rumors of Antonio Brown's demise were very exaggerated. Like, he is still a top NFL wide receiver, and in fact, he's outperforming Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. He has two less fantasy points than Mike Evans, but that's only because he missed the game this year. He's averaging more targets per game than those two. He's averaging well more fantasy points per game than those guys, and I think the perception is still that he's the third wide receiver option here, but I have him ranked the highest of all three. I have Godwin actually as the third option now rank in my rankings, but I think Antonio Brown is a must-start player. I think he is the wide receiver one now. And I say that as somebody who really kept trying to beat the drum for Chris Godwin. Um, and Godwin's been fine. Like I don't, I don't want to make it out that he's been bad or anything like that. But it is apparent that Tom Brady loves going to Antonio Brown. Uh, he's making plays. He, he looks he looks kind of like the dude we saw in Pittsburgh all yeah. those years. You know? and, and it's scary because like defenses are not going to double him. Ever. I mean, like, h- how can you? Because then you, you, who do you, who do you take away from? Do you, do you not cover Mike Evans? Do you not cover Chris Godwin? Like, and then once they get Gronk back, like, good luck. Gronk's gonna come back. Leonard Fournette's playing. There's just, it's unfair when the Bucks' <laughs> offense is rolling. It's just not fair at all. Uh, Eagles at Raiders, which once upon a time was actually a Super Bowl matchup. Uh, probably not this year. Just gonna go out on a limb and say that. Um, but <laughs> I, imagine if that's the Super if that Bowl. That ends up in the Super Bowl, right? Eagles. That would be a story if Eagles Raiders ended up uh, in the Super Bowl <laughs> this year. I, I'm gonna say this week though, a sleeper is Henry Ruggs. Uh, Henry Ruggs is the third, I guess, if we're being specific here. But um, again, we saw the Raider offense sort of catch fire a little bit last week I don't know if it was you know them just sort of rallying around everything that happened if it was the change in play call or if they were just due for a big game um but Ruggs is putting together a nice second season too uh, after being just kind of a disappointment in year one starting to get more uh, more looks more opportunities and Derek Carr is looking for him downfield he's become kind of a big play guy in this offense he's sort of sliding into that role we thought he was going to take last year that ended up going to Nelson Aguilar He's doing a really good job of it. And unlike Brian Edwards, Henry Ruggs shows up before the fourth quarter. I like Brian Edwards a lot, <laughs> but like he really doesn't show up until they need him late in the game. Henry Ruggs is kind of there for you know quarters one through four. That seems like a little bit uh, of a better option. So if you are down at wide receiver this week or you're looking for a flex option, uh, Henry Ruggs could be the ticket for you. I love that call. I, I mean, since week two on, his floor has been eight, but he's topped 20 fantasy points in a game. Uh, and the thing that I love about Henry Ruggs, like even in two down games where he scored nine and 12 and a half fantasy points he was doing his job like he was getting open downfield him and Carr just missed him on two long throws in each of those games it's like if he connects on one of those we're viewing Henry Ruggs a lot differently right now absolutely absolutely but he's uh, like I said he's uh, he's turned it around this year yeah uh the Washington football team goes to Green Bay to take on the Packers we know you're starting you know Aaron Rodgers Devontae Adams Aaron Jones what have you uh, anybody on the football team side worth taking a look at? 
Yeah, and, and Tyron McLaurin obviously is, right. is in play there as well. I, I say Ricky Seals-Jones can be started this week. Ricky Seals-Jones played 100% of the snaps last week and had six targets, including a touchdown. The week before that, 99% of the snaps and eight targets. He is a big part of this passing game as long as Logan Thomas is sidelined. And tight end is gross this week with all the buys. <laughs> so I, he's a tight end one. He was a tight end one for me last week. He is once again this week for me. I have picked him up in a couple of leagues. I actually played him last week. Got a, a decent game out of him. So uh, I'm definitely willing to go back to that well again uh, during by Mageddon. Uh, obviously, we're giving you starts and sits here, but if you want more in-depth starts and sits, you can check out the Stardom Sit'em Show. It's got Adam Rank, it's got Kimmy Checks, it's got Michael F. Florio, it's got Money Guns. I love the, the you with the, uh, what's the Heineke, yeah. Jones. Christy made me that gif. I'm trying to figure out how to get the gif to work on yeah. Twitter, but even just a picture of me like holding Hold the money, money gun out works. It works. Dude, it's, it's well, it's money. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> didn't even know it. Uh, but go check it out. It is uh, live 4 p.m. Eastern on Thursdays. You know where to find it, the NFL app, NFL Fantasy app, NFL.com, and on YouTube as well. And in case you have a life or a job or just, uh, you know, you got something else to do at 4 p.m. Eastern on Thursday, it is on demand. So you can check it out uh, whenever you have time. That will get us to another break. When we come back, should we be worried about Marquise Brown? I know everything's been great, uh, but is there maybe something that is going to hinder him a little bit? We'll dive into that next on the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? 
<laughs> I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Let's talk about the Bengals at the Ravens. Specifically, let's dive into Marquise Brown. He's back to being Hollywood again. I know it's supposed to be Hollywood, Florida, but I don't know really any cities. Uh, I guess what, like o- Ocala and Kissimmee and uh, whatever. But either way, he's Hollywood again. He's playing well. That's the good news. The I don't know news is that Rashad Bateman is back. And he saw a good number of targets uh, last week for the Ravens. Should we be worried about Brown's target share now that Bateman is back? I'm not worried, and Bateman tied Mark Andrews with a team-high six targets last week, but it was a game where Baltimore was leading throughout, and uh, Lamar only threw for like 100, and it was less than 170 yards, so it, it was a... It wasn't good game script for the receivers, but I think that these two receivers can really complement each other because, uh, yes, Rashad Bateman is a better deep threat than anyone else they had besides Marquise Brown, but he is more of a contested catch type of receiver. I I think he'll be utilized in the red zone, which is an area where Marquise Brown already doesn't do a whole lot. Um, I think just more defensive attention now could go Bateman's way opening up because if you have Marquise Brown one-on-one on the outside, good luck. Like, he is just going to burn by you, and... I think with the Ravens passing, one, due to their running backs, they are throwing more this year. And two, Lamar Jackson is a good passer. I I know that's a hot take to say, (laughs) but he can throw the ball. I think it is possible where there's three fantasy-relevant options in Baltimore now. I'm not super worried about it. I think you're right. I think what we have seen from Brown, going back to the end of last year, is that they're finding more ways to get him the football. He's making more plays. I know he had a couple games early in the season where he had some really awful-looking drops and people were sort of worried. But I, I feel like, for the most part, he's kind of cleaned that up. Um, and they're starting to trust him more. And, and I still think um, he is going to be one of their top options. I, I do think because of the game script last week, as you mentioned, it was a lot easier to get Bateman targets. Like, hey, you know, we're up big. Let's let's work the rookie in. Let's get him the ball. Exactly. And let's see what he can do. But I think when they get into tighter games, um, you know, until there is that trust level between Bateman and and Lamar Jackson, I still think they're going to go heavy to Marquise Brown. So I'm not super worried about it. But it is that does make this offense a little bit more dynamic, having one other guy that can catch the football. Plus, at some point, Sammy Watkins is going to be back too. So uh, I, I kind of hope, as someone who is excited for Rashad <laughs> Bateman, and I think if he's out there, if your waivers haven't ran yet, or if you just like grab him, I, I think he has a, a pretty high upside. Um, 
Maybe not as a rookie in this offense, but I still think he's worth grabbing. He's better than Sammy Watkins. I mean, yes, but, you know, Sammy's still going to. Yeah. yeah, Sammy's still going to. He's going to do what he does, and that's going to have a random big game every now and right, then. Right, exactly. Exactly. That gets us to the Lions at the Rams. whole lot of revenge going on. But right now, let's talk about DeAndre Swift. As we sit and record this, he is actually the running back seven uh, in fantasy football, which is definitely more than I would have anticipated for him at this point in the season. So that begs the question, can he be a top 10 running back for the rest of the year? I think so. Like, he is doing this with Jamal Williams taking a good amount of work away, and it doesn't matter. The reason it doesn't matter is because he's averaging only 11 carries per game, but seven targets per game, and that is huge. I talk about it a lot, how a target in PPR leagues is worth two and a half carries on average, and you look at his game log. He doesn't have a game this year with less than five targets, and five of his lo- is his low. He is six or more in every other game, and that raises his floor so much uh the volume is there it doesn't like he's not a traditional running back in the sense where he's going to give you like 15 plus carries a week but it doesn't matter as long as he's getting 15 plus touches and catching this amount of passes which i think he will because i don't expect the lions to start winning games and not having to be playing catch up late so i do think deandre swift could be a top 10 running back and it it was a swing and a miss by me coming into the year i i was high on swift and I let the echo chamber that could be <laughs> fantasy Twitter all summer long just uh, kind of talk me out of it and be like, yeah, the offense is going to hold him back. But the offense is actually propelling him, I think. Yeah, and that, I mean, I was with you, though. I, I felt the exact same way. I'm like, you know, this offense is going to be playing from behind a lot. Jamal Williams is going to take so many opportunities. Like, I was really worried about him. Uh, but I, I look, I did see some sort of opposing opinion saying that because they're going to be playing from behind, he's going to be involved more. I didn't buy it, but it turned out to really be the case. Uh, and I think his target share, I mean, he's got 42 targets. Right now, he's got more catches than guys like Kenny Galladay, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. Yes, I know. <laughs> I know injuries have been a part of it. I get it. Um, but I still would never have expected that uh, at this point in the season. Someone is sitting out there with Calvin Ridley right now and just getting angry. Just fuming. <laughs> just, just punching the air right now because they're so upset. All right. Uh, back to our game previews. Panthers at Giants. Look, let's just let's just put it out there. There are not a lot of really compelling games on the schedule this week. So not only do you have six teams on a bye, uh, there are just a lot of like meh games. This is one of them. I would say for this week, if you have the option, if you can do it, um, I know people went and picked up Devontae Booker because of the Saquon Barkley injury. I I can't play Devontae Booker this week against the Panthers. Their defense has been pretty good for the most part. They've been really good against running backs so far this year. Um, And I know it was the Rams last week, but what the Giants put on tape was miserable. Bad, bad, bad. And I I don't really want any part of that. Um, Yeah, maybe Booker gets more opportunity because the game script's not so bad. I just don't think the matchup is particularly good. So if I have other options... Um, I'm staying away from Devontae Booker. That, that's where I'm at with him. If I have the options, uh, I'm going to go in another direction. If because of buys or injuries, you, you're in a pinch, then he could be used. But other than that, I, I think you try to get away from him this week. So I've seen something on Twitter this morning. I don't know if this is real or just one of those fantasy Twitter you know, memes and jokes, but like people are talking about dropping Saquon Barkley. Like, Is this a real thing? It, it it shouldn't be like I have Saquon in a couple of leagues and I the thought of dropping him never even crossed my mind like I, I would understand maybe if it was like a more severe injury and it was like all related to the knee but like he stepped on a dude's foot like it can happen to anyone it was just bad luck it's bad luck he he might be back 
as soon as th- he's still not ruled out for this week, and I think after this week we get Saquon back. Like, no, I just I mean, when I saw it this morning, I immediately went to to do a search. I'm like, did I did I miss something? Yeah, something happened overnight. I I, I couldn't find anything. Um, I don't understand it. You know what it is? Uh, I forget who it is. Someone put out a tweet over the summer that was like, oh, it's straw man argument time. Like, And I was told uh, Christian McCaffrey <laughs> isn't good at football. And it's like, no one is actually saying these things. <laughs> like, maybe one random person said it, but like, no, it's not a thing. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. Uh, all right. We got the Houston Texans, who are very bad, uh, <laughs> visiting the Arizona Cardinals, who are very good. Um, where, where are you going in this one? I think it's time that we start giving A.J. Green love. Mm-hmm. I have A.J. Green ranked in my top 24 wide receivers this week. Uh, he's gotten six targets in all but one game this year. He has scored over 16 fantasy points in three of his last four. Like He has just been a good contributing fantasy piece. And I think the reason why so many of us were reluctant to buy into A.J. Green is it, it's like similar to C.E.H., but the opposite. Like We expected A.J. Green to just be washed and to be done and when he was still putting up numbers, we were like, all right, but this isn't going to last. Well, it has, and it's time to give him his due. He is the most consistent of their receivers outside of D-Hop. I, I think that he needs to be trusted now. I, I completely agree with you. In fact, I had a league where I found him on the waiver wire last night. I'm like, yep, we're putting in a claim for that um, <laughs> because he's been really, really good. Um, and we, we talked about this on Monday. I mean, legitimately, all four of their wide receivers should be rostered at yep. this point because uh, they've just been been that good so far this year. Let's finish off our game previews for the week. We'll start with Jets at the Patriots. Uh, let's, let's, <laughs> let's go with a sleeper D for the Patriots. Uh, I think that's an option here. And this is – the Patriots' defense has been okay. It's been good enough this year. This is more about the Jets' offense just being miserable. Um, you know, Zach Wilson making mistakes, being pressured, throwing interceptions, uh, giving up sacks. Uh, this really has less to, it, it's less about the Patriots more about the Jets but if you were looking to stream a defense I think this is a good option for you yeah definitely uh, I mean not a lot of fantasy players to love on either side of the ball the, the Patriots defense I think are definitely in play this week absolutely uh, Falcons at the Dolphins um, this this feels like a game that should have been played in London it's not <laughs> gonna be played in Miami I don't know uh, <laughs> they could have just stayed out there they could have just stayed out were there right they were there they're just gonna just, like hung around you know take pictures in Piccadilly Circus, whatever. But anyway, they're going to play in Miami. <laughs> uh, who should we be playing or not playing in this one? I think you should be playing Jalen Waddle. Like, uh, I, I know he's been up and down, but he has two games this year now with 13 targets, one of which came last week where he caught 10 of them for 70 yards and two touchdowns. His ceiling is very high. I know Will Fuller and Devontae Parker were out. Will Fuller is still out. Parker could be back this week, but it was great to see Waddle get that sort of volume uh, from Tua after his last big game came from Jacoby Brissett. So I think he's in play as a wide receiver too this week. I definitely think so. Uh, it's nice to see him getting more and more involved on a team that's looking for consistency at their pass catchers, and I think he's one of those guys. Uh, Sunday night football, the Colts at the 49ers. We talked about Jimmy Garoppolo being back and possibly starting. Uh, you'll enjoy this. My must starts. It's Jonathan Taylor, uh, and this is more about uh, – maybe this is me talking to Frank Reich. I don't know, but it's like they rediscovered him in the second half last yeah. week. I, you know, I, I don't know what took so long, but they figured it out. He ended up with 145 rushing yards, a couple of touchdowns on the ground. The Niners have been sort of middle of the road against running backs. Um, I just think if the, the Colts realize, like, hey, we've got this really good running back, we should probably lean on him a little bit. Uh, you know, So in 
not that you were worried about it, not that you weren't starting Jonathan Taylor, especially this week, but that's just my my seal of endorsement that I think a big game's coming from him. Uh, he's been getting more usage in the passing game as well as Naheem Hines kind of fades away a little bit in this offense. And I think if he if that continues, I, I was already excited for him. I think he could be a top three fantasy back if that continues. And ple- people stop telling me in my mentions, oh, he had a good game. Three touches in the first half is inexcusable. Stop being <laughs> Frank Reich enablers. <laughs> there you go. Stop, stop doing that. Stop doing that, people. All right, so that gets us through all of our game previews. And that means it's time for MVP Picks presented by Visa, a network giving small businesses tools to grow. Uh, that gets us to our sleepers. We each have a pair. Who is first on your list? Tua Tungavailoa. I, I said earlier I, I liked the matchup for him this week against the Falcons, and he took advantage of a good matchup last week against the Jaguars, throwing for 329 yards and two touchdowns. He rushed for 22, and what I like most is, is he played the whole game. The ribs didn't limit him at all because the thing was like, it's a pain management thing and a hit could knock him out. And and he looked great. He played fine. Uh, I thought he had breakout upside coming into the year. I continue to think he does. And I think this is just a great spot for him. I, I do think so. And like, he's the guy that I sort of liked as a QB too. And I'm, I'm hoping this is starting to turn for him a little bit right now. Uh, we talked about Matt Ryan earlier. I said I liked him in week seven. Uh, I think he's a sleeper in week seven in part because that Dolphins defense is not been particularly good in part because I do think the Falcons are starting to slowly figure some things out on offense so the combination of those two things means that uh, if you are down a quarterback so you have Josh Allen Justin Herbert uh, Dak Prescott what have you I think uh, that is a nice place to turn to at least help you get through the bye weeks this week Uh, where else are you going with a sleeper Ramondre Stevenson he was someone I was talking up last week as a deep sleeper because I thought Damian Harris wasn't 100%, and he wasn't. When Stevenson got that goal line touch for the touchdown, Harris was in the blue tent. But what I didn't anticipate was Stevenson is the new Brandon Bolden who was playing the role of the new James White. Like, since James White went out for the year, Bolden has been the pass-catching specialist for the Pats. That was not the case last week. It was Stevenson. He had three catches. Um... And the, the announcers in that game were talking up like how he has a lot of juice and he provides explosiveness that the Pats are just lacking on offense. I agree. I think he is their most explosive running back. And if they're starting to get him the ball now in the passing game, I think that he has flex upside, if not higher, each week because he could just break one and go the distance. Uh, I, you know, all this talk at the beginning of the season is that he was LeGarrette Blunt 2.0. Early in the season, the only com- the only similarities they had was that neither one of them was giving the Patriots very much uh, in 2021. <laughs> but uh, along those lines, I'm going to go with A.J. Dillon as my other sleeper, another backup running back who is huge and can uh, you know get some goal line work there. And we've seen it the last few weeks. Uh, Dillon has sort of taken over that Jamal Williams role uh, now that Williams is in Detroit. Uh, he had a four or five targets, I think, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he's gotten in the end zone. He's had a game with 80 yards. So they're starting to use him more. And against a, a defense in Washington that just has not been very good, um, I think I think there's an opportunity, especially if you're playing in a deeper league, you need a flex option. I think A.J. Dillon could, uh, could provide some value for you right there. Um, there you go. So those are some sleepers there if you want more. You can check out my weekly column at NFL.com slash sleepers. I got a whole bunch of names there for you, some of them even, uh, that are on this list that we uh, put out just now. Plus, 
You can check us out on NFL Fantasy Game Day on Sundays. I'll be there. He will be there. Kimmy Checks is there. Adam Rank shows up every once in a while. Matt Okada uh, is answering your questions on YouTube. Um, that's always a fun show. Yeah, it's a good time. I mean, it take, we, we go right until kickoff telling you who to start, sit, giving you all the injury updates, and we just have fun, so have yeah. fun with us. Exactly. And by the way, if you are ever like tweeting at one of us on Sunday mornings and wondering why we're not getting back to you right away, uh, that's it. We're a little busy. We're making TV, internet TV, internet, something like that. Anyway, we're doing all that, but uh, come check us out. We make the internet. We make the internet. It is us, just the, the four <laughs> of us that are doing that. Uh, but you can check that out, obviously, noon Eastern on Sundays. You know all the places you can find it uh, across the various NFL media platforms. So there you go. That is it. We are done. We appreciate you hanging out with the NFL Fantasy Football Show. But you know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate, review, and remember, part-time band leaders should be called semiconductors. Be safe, take care of yourselves, get vaccinated, and we will see you next week. Survive by Mageddon, everybody. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash what do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.